Lecture topic. Loyalty to our Rab. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Wa kafa wa salatu wa salamu ala ibadihi al-nadheen as-tafa. Amma ba'du fa'audhu billahi min ash-shaytan ar-rajim. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. لقد كان لكم في رسول الله أسوة حسنة لمن كان يرجو الله واليوم الآخر وذكر الله كثيرا صدق الله العظيم Most respected students of deen, mothers and sisters Something that people give very high importance to and which is definitely very very important is loyalty in day to day life this is experienced many times that when people feel that somebody has been disloyal to them then this becomes an extremely major issue. On a country level, if somebody has been found to be disloyal in the sense that he has become friends with the enemies of the government, I'm just saying it in a very, very broad way, in a very generalized way, so then they find that this person is an enemy, a friend of their enemy, so governments take this very seriously. They arrest such a person, they will charge him for what they call treason, and in many places the sentence for treason is life sentence. person will be locked up for life. Many places where they still have maybe the death sentence, then such people are even sentenced to death. Why? Now this is the charge. The charge is of treason. They call it treason. What is this treason all about? Somebody has been very disloyal to the country that he is a citizen of. He's supposed to be loyal to the country. That's how they take it. And now he's joined the enemies of the country. So this is treason. So this is a very, very generalized way that this is being explained. In terms of a more localized situation, in terms of a family situation, parents sometimes are very, very upset because they feel some child has been disloyal. That despite all what the parents have done, what favors have been showered upon the child, what kind of help and assistance the child has been all the time being given, and now the parent has some issue with somebody else and the child seems to be very good books with that person who the parent regards as a, an enemy. The parent regards as some whatever problem he has with the person. So he can't tolerate this. So that mother can't tolerate this. My child is supposed to be giving me the support. Supposed to be standing by me. And supposed to be on my side. He's joining the opposite side. He's making friends with my enemies. So they take it very seriously. And some go to the point of 
which is wrong to do this, but they cut off ties with children who they think are disloyal to them in this manner. Then even more serious than that is, if any husband or wife, anybody feels that the spouse is being disloyal, and that is an extremely major issue, very, very major. That leads to very serious problems and it's obviously very serious. It is extremely serious. It is such a serious matter that depending how severe the situation may have become, if a major sin is proven in a case of somebody who is married, that this person has committed zina, then that person will be stoned to death. That is the law of Shariat. This is how disgusting and how serious and major this problem is. Now, what is this essentially? One is the very serious and major sin, defiance of Allah Ta'ala's command. But together with that, what is in terms of why people find this sometimes almost impossible to forgive in the context between spouses? Because this is an extremely severe case of breaching loyalty. It's a case of being disloyal. That disloyalty cannot be tolerated. Though, if somebody has repented, then the person can be forgiven and life can continue. Whatever steps have to be taken to prevent any such occurrence in future. And one has to make sincere toba and make amends and turn to Allah Ta'ala with all sincerity and express a lot of regret and remorse over the very terrible crime that was committed, Allah Ta'ala forgives them. Allah Ta'ala's mercy will enshroud such a person who has come back in all sincerity and with regret and remorse and that firm resolution to never go back to such a crime in future. Allah Ta'ala will inshallah forgive and it's up to the parties then to also forgive if they can. But find many can't forgive because they find this beyond something that they can manage to uh, get over. Now what is the bottom line of it? Why they can't get over it? Says This is a very major level of disloyalty. And indeed it is. So in any case, we understand how important loyalty is and how severe the issue of disloyalty is. In day-to-day life, this carries on all the time. It might be in a smaller level. In a class, there are some friends, there are some people who are close, there are some people who are friends for many years. So now they generally now would be spending their breaks together, maybe they might be sharing some lunch, maybe they might be sometimes... Uh, whatever other activities they may be always being together now suddenly somebody sees that now this friend of mine she got some treats she brought along from home and I always share my lunch with her I always give her some things to eat whatever else today she didn't even invite me she sat down with somebody else who I don't even have a good uh, rapport with that person I'm not even friends with that person and she even invited me she sat down with somebody else you find these things becoming big, big problems. Whereas this is not something so major. It's not something major at all. Yes, that friendship now gets disrupted a little. But people break 
those uh, friendships forever sometimes over these kind of things. Why? They regard it as a kind of disloyalty. So now we do understand this concept. The whole point is that this, this concept of disloyalty which we understand, which we react to, we may not even sometimes say it in those words that you have been disloyal to this friendship, but that's exactly the point that we are re- reacting on. That is why we are feeling hurt, we are feeling uh, very, very offended, because we are feeling the person has been disloyal to the friendship that has been there. So all these things we understand, and we understand this disloyalty, we feel so offended, if we feel somebody has been disloyal to our friendship, relationship, so now keeping all this in mind, what is to be now brought to heart and mind is that where do we owe our greatest loyalty? We feel so offended over these small, small issues sometimes that somebody didn't invite us, somebody didn't inform us about some maybe uh, function or something and we feel very hurt about it, very offended about it. Some relative didn't tell us or didn't invite us to their uh, some some wedding in their family and we felt that we were so close to that party and they didn't even invite us we feel like this was a severe breach of this friendship, loyalty so all this in its place how we feel and how we react and how we become so upset sometimes and how we sometimes are ready to cut ties with people over this kind of thing now think about it where should we have attached our greatest loyalty to whom do we have to show the utmost loyalty and the greatest loyalty? So to start off with, Allah Ta'ala is our creator, our sustainer, our nourisher. Allah Ta'ala has given us this existence and every fraction of a second, we are surviving solely on the countless favors of Allah Ta'ala. We normally talk about breathing Allah Ta'ala's air all the time. But that is only one of Allah Ta'ala's countless favors. And that one favor alone is such that if that also is just withdrawn, then we can't survive. So it is at any given moment, we are surviving on Allah Ta'ala's countless favors. Otherwise, if something or the other just goes haywire sometimes, one small thing apparently, but it can put a stop to everything. So, to start off with, Allah Ta'ala is our creator, sustainer, nourisher. Then we are here in this world for a very, very limited time. Very short period of time. Then we are going to move on from this dunya into the akhirat. We are going to be in the qabr. We are going to have to face our deeds on the day of qiyamah. Then we are going to be aspiring and hoping that we can get to jannat. We don't want to finish off in jahannam, Allah save us. At all these stages, we are solely dependent on the mercy of Allah Ta'ala, on His grace. We are solely, and there's, the, there's nothing else but only the grace of Allah Ta'ala that will be of help to us and that can save us from the torments of the cover of the day of Qiyamah. And only by the grace and mercy of Allah Ta'ala can we enter Jannat. So now when this is the case, should we not be giving our utmost loyalty to Allah Ta'ala. Now, to keep comparing our situations, when we feel somebody has been disloyal to us, how we react, how we feel, how hurt we become, whereas, 
how much did we do for somebody? If supposing we did a lot, maybe over time we spent a couple of hundred thousand rands on the person, helping him out in so many different things. We did a lot of maybe favors for the person where we had to physically sacrifice time, effort and so many things to now help somebody in whatever the issues are. But with all that, still to how much is it? Is it still in any way can it compare to one minute fraction of the favors of Allah Ta'ala upon us? Nothing at all. Yes, in itself, it's something that we must be appreciative of. If somebody has done some favor to us, from the perspective of the recipient, for the person who is receiving the favors, we should always regard it as a very big thing, and indeed it will be, and we must be very grateful and be greatly appreciative, we must never ever disregard any favor of anybody. Whether it's our parents, whether it is some friend, whether it is some neighbor, whether it is some relative, the favors of people must never be disregarded, because that too, the shukr to the favors, to people for their favors, this is part of shukr to Allah Ta'ala. But that is in terms of the favors we receive. But if we have done something for somebody, we have to understand from our perspective now, as the giver, that in reality we have, what we, what we did for somebody is not even a fraction of a drop in the ocean to the favors that Allah Ta'ala showers upon us every second. This can't compare to the fraction of a drop in the ocean. What is we benefiting from Allah Ta'ala's favors every second? So now when we feel we've done something for somebody, so they have to be loyal to us and this and that and the other. And indeed we have to now maintain these loyalties as well. But there are limits to everything. But the loyalty to Allah Ta'ala is without limits. Because Allah is our creator, Allah Ta'ala is our sustainer, Allah is our narisha. Now the point of reflection is, what is the degree of our loyalty to our Rabb? What is the degree of loyalty to our Rabb? To break it down a little bit more and make it a little bit more specific so that we can understand where we are. For example, the tongue, the ni'mat of the tongue Allah Ta'ala blessed us with. So the loyalty to Allah Ta'ala requires that we use it as Allah Ta'ala wants us to use it and not cross that line and boundary. If we gave somebody something as a gift, the loyalty to that friendship is that that gift be used the way it's meant to be used. Parents give their children spending money, for example. So the loyalty to the parents is that that must not be used in a way that is going to be displeasing to the parents. Now, parents gave some child some spending money, and now they're buying something which is harmful, something that is haram. So now this is being disloyal to the parent in terms of this gift. So now our tongue is a gift of Allah Ta'ala. How do we use it? How often this is such a, such a sad state of affairs and such a tragic thing and how shocking that those who are studying in a madrasa environment and previously somehow this used to be heard about Sometimes boys, though that is wrong for anybody, whether it's a boy that does it or a girl that does it, 
But these things used to be heard about boys. But now to hear about a in a dini environment, somebody studying in a dini environment, but their tongue is accustomed to vulgarity. Their tongue every now and again somebody is hearing some vulgar words on it. La hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. Now who is the loyalty of this tongue? The tongue has become loyal to shaitan. It has become loyal to nafs and shaitan. Whereas nafs and shaitan are our enemies. And the tongue should have been loyal to Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala blessed us with this tongue. Allah Ta'ala blessed us with everything. Now this is the point of reflection that we have to keep thinking, reflecting. Unfortunately we have no time for reflection. Why? We are too busy talking already. So the tongue is so busy talking with others, we don't have time to reflect upon the ni'mat of the tongue. So there should be time to even keep quiet, so that we can reflect upon what a great ni'mat the tongue is. And how disloyal am I to Allah Ta'ala with regards to how I use the tongue. Just slandering somebody, making ghibat and backbiting about someone, lying, vulgarity, evil talk of so many different things, this is indeed a very great disloyalty to this gift of the tongue. Then our eyes, how we use our eyes, if we are using it in a way that Allah is displeased, is that not disloyalty? Now we get so offended if somebody we think has been disloyal to us, what about our disloyalty to Allah Ta'ala? And despite that Allah's grace is such, Allah Ta'ala is still feeding us, Allah Ta'ala is still allowing us to continue functioning day-to-day life. So many bounties He still shows upon us. And we still, without any care, go on. We need to now reflect upon this and make tawbah, make sincere tawbah and come back to Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala gives us this command, وَأَوْفُوا بِأَهْدِ اللَّهِ إِذَا أَهَدْتُمْ You have made a pact and a covenant and a deal with Allah Ta'ala. So fulfill that, that's a loyalty. And what is that? That that pact that we made is that we will be obedient to Allah Ta'ala. So we have brought Iman and we are expressing now with the Kalima that we will be obedient to Allah Ta'ala. So now this obedience is not confined to just one or two things. That now we'll perform our Salah and we'll uh, fast in the month of Ramadan and that's it roughly. Indeed these are faraiz. We have to do it. We cannot compromise on it. But obedience to Allah Ta'ala is all-encompassing. And we need to keep reflecting upon this. Unfortunately what happens is, that, now this is just digressing a little on this aspect what we mentioned about the tongue, the use of the tongue, the vulgarity. What happens is that some people, because of what they keep exposing themselves to, what they expose themselves to, all kinds of filthy literature, novels, and other things of this nature which has a lot of dirt and filth in there. And when a person is going to read dirt and filth, this impacts on the heart. A person is going to be on the phone looking at filth, it's going to impact on the heart. So the heart becomes terribly filthy. The heart becomes extremely dirty and filthy. We should be thinking about this reality, that the heart is king, and the king, we've made it so dirty and filthy. Can you imagine somebody coming to Madrasa in the morning, coming to 
learn now. And on the way, they just passed under some gutter. They didn't realize it from the top. Something suddenly just flowed down and messed them up. What's all kinds of muck and filth, dirt, nudges, water, and droppings of animals and birds and whatever, and all over your clothing. Now the clothing has become soiled with this najasat. Anybody will still go on and come to Madrasa in that manner. Doesn't matter now, I got dirty now, it's fine. Impossible. Person will take a U-turn and go back home. I cannot proceed in this manner. So just as we have the disgusts for the external filth, we have to develop the greater disgust for the internal filth, for the filth that soils the heart. This external filth, a person will wash it, will get into, uh, will wash that clothing, will take a bath and that najasat will be washed away. But if the heart gets soiled with the najasat, then all the water of the oceans also can't wash it away. That will only get washed with the tears of Toba, with the tears of sincere remorse and regrets, and turning to Allah Ta'ala in all sincerity. That is what will wash the heart out. But now, the effort is immediately put into action to get the clothing clean, to get the body cleaned. But how much of effort is being made to get the heart clean? Whereas the heart is king. Now the heart has got malice in it, the dirt and filth of malice, the dirt and filth of jealousy, the dirt and filth of pride, of arrogance, the terrible filth of all the things people read and people listen, which are evil, all this filth sits in the heart, then the, the effect of this filth comes onto the tongue, because that's what's being dished out from the heart, so this vulgarity, obscenity, all this comes out onto the tongue, people are talking obscene things, writing obscene things, sending obscene messages and vulgar messages to people, this is all the effect of the vulgarity and the filth and dirt and the rot that is in the heart. That rotten things that are in the heart are now expressing themselves on the tongue, on messages, and in whichever way, this is the rot of the heart. So if there is some rotten food lying in the house somewhere, somebody forgot something somewhere, and now they suddenly realized, hey, this is rotting, it's not left there for one second. That will be given the highest priority, go to get rid of this now. Sometimes something got fell behind some whatever and people forgot about it. Now they got some stench, what's going on here? Now they picked up that this thing had fallen, some fruit fell somewhere, whatever, and now it started to rot. That makes everything else stop. And this becomes a priority. Go to clean this out first. Now we detect so much of filth in our hearts. And we carry on with life like nothing happened. And there's no concern to clean it. There's no concern to rid our hearts from all this filth and dirt. The physical filth outside that we see, that we want to now become very conscious about. Indeed, we must be. But then if that is something that takes our priority, then the filth of the heart, double priority, ten times more, hundred times more priority. So it's not that we will tolerate any najasat externally, but just as we will not tolerate any najasat externally, even more we should not tolerate the najasat that has come onto the heart. So one is sincere toba, sincere toba from all these issues, the misuse of the tongue, the misuse of the eyes, the misuse of the ears. Now 
because what we said we get exposed to, one is getting exposed to these kind of things, reading wrong things, evil literature, etc. The other is the company that we keep. A person gets into some company, somebody in that company now has this habit of talking these kind of things, evil things, filthy things. So what happens is, the first time round somebody heard something of this nature, they feel very uncomfortable. Astaghfirullah, how could this people, person talk like this? But then despite that, we still went and sat in the same circle, same group. So now the second time, the third time, so first it was very shocking and it was also very hurtful. But then the second time, the third time, gradually the shock is gone, then the offense is gone, and then it becomes very, very normal, in big inverted commas, normal. And before the person realizes it, so the next person is also now talking the same way. So how this happened? Because of the wrong company. So what we will hear in the company is what we are going to speak. How we hear others speaking is how we are going to speak. The kind of things others speak about, we are going to repeat the same things. So now when somebody is talking obscenities, all kinds of vulgar and evil and rude things, that's going to rub off. So we should avoid any such association. Must avoid any such kind of company. We don't look down upon anybody, we make dua for everyone. But the wrong is wrong. The wrong cannot become right. What is evil is evil. What is sinful is sinful. We will not look down upon the sinner, but we will condemn the sin. This is wrong, this is a sin, this is haram, this is evil and vice. And we will then not associate with that company that's going to get us caught up in the same thing. And this doesn't happen by a person then making an intention that I'm going to also follow this. It happens without even realizing that you're already doing it. It's the effect of that company, it rubs off. So we must make sincere toba from all this, avoid totally reading all this kind of novels and other literature totally out. Otherwise we will harm ourselves tremendously. For now it will sound like People are just telling us to stop this and stop that and stop the whole world. That's how people react to these things sometimes. How we are expected to now continue with life. And there's nothing to do now. and We're so bored. But we'd rather be bored a little bit now if we, that's, we don't have anything better to do. Then we'd rather be bored now than falling overboard later. Because when a person falls overboard, then there's sharks out there. And before a person knows it, they'll be ripped apart. So he'd rather be just bored a little bit now. But that is safer. But the thing is, we have to learn how to occupy our time in a constructive manner. We have to build the attachment to the good things. Then we will never be bored. We will find enjoyment and happiness in the good things. So, we need to now think about these things very carefully. We need to reflect upon it. We need to make tawbah and istighfar from the mistakes. Allah Ta'ala's mercy is waiting to enshroud anybody that comes back. Allah's forgiveness, doors of forgiveness are wide open. As long as there's life, there's hope. So we need to make sincere tawbah. There's no need for despondency. There's no need to lose hope. But we can't delay tawbah for another minute. Because that might be too late. We need to make sincere toba, 
deep down in our hearts, beg Allah Ta'ala's forgiveness, make a firm resolution that we are never going to do anything that is disloyal to Allah Ta'ala. Whether it be with our tongues, with our eyes, with our ears, going to places that are haram and sinful, the phones and how it's used, what a disloyalty if it is being used in a haram way. All these things we have to make sincere tawbah from. Then together with loyalty to Allah Ta'ala, is loyalty to Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, because Allah Taala has sent Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam as an example for us. So we now have to be conscious about the Mubarak way of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. This is what's going to please him, and this is where our loyalty is going to be with him. That we do what he is pleased with, what example he left for us, we follow that example. Inshallah, we will shed more light on this. Allah Taala give tawfiq in the next week. Allah Ta'ala bless us with the tawfiq of being totally loyal to Him and conducting ourselves in a way that He becomes pleased. وَآخِرُ دَعْوَانَا عَنِ الْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله اللهم لا نحسي ثناء عليك أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك جزا الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله ربنا غلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين رب اغفر وارحم واعفو وتكرم وتجاوز عما تعلم إنك أنت الأعز الأكرم اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه معين والحمد لله